The following is a Kingfisher Media production. On this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Dave Warnock. We try to understand fear-driven people. We discuss whether Canadians are actually Americans. We wonder if, in the battle of us versus them, we're the evil them to them. We make a brief stop in the bathroom on the way to crossing a great divide, and we end by putting aside childish things on this week's episode of What I Like About You. You said she's loaded with fear. Could you ever identify what what's she afraid of? That's something I always tried to figure out. Because like I said, that was kind of the driving force of my life. I don't want to talk too much about my own trauma, but uh, fear was a big part of my life. And I always wondered, you know, I knew that my mom had her own trauma. Mm-hmm. I knew that she had a rough life at times, but it just seemed to me that she just believed everything in the Bible so much and took it so literally, like it just kind of became her, you know, when I was growing up with her. I was, there was nothing in our lives that, that could have been, you know, secular without my parents, you know, really questioning it. So I don't know. I, I, I've always tried to figure that out, but you know, she's the kind of person who would always tell me, Oh God, healed me from that. God healed me from this. And I, I didn't see that. I just saw her afraid all the time, afraid for me and her fear influenced her in a big way where she didn't always make the greatest decisions as a mom. And I've been there. I'm a mom too. I make decisions out of fear sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. evangelical Christianity, and I always differentiate that particular label from the whole of Christianity, but evangelicalism, I mean, its currency is fear. The fear of God. I mean, it's all, it's all laden throughout the language and the scripture of that. It, it's, it's so, it's not surprising that, the uh, MAGA crowd and the QAnon trades in that same currency keep people stirred up in fear. Because if, if, you're, if you've got somebody that, that is fearful and, and always afraid of something, then you can come in and be the answer, the savior. I alone can fix this. And, and that's, I think, the appeal to the QAnon crowd is that they're somehow a part of some secret identity that not everybody's involved in. And I'm close to the center of the answer. And, and I, I'm in on the secret, so to speak. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had some interactions with some Q people just recently. And, and my immediate response is just to shake my head and, and just like, what the actual fuck? Um, but you know, if you break it down, you start trying. You start trying to identify what is it about this that's so appealing to them. Because on the surface, it's just some crazy stuff. Like you said, you know, uh, AC. It's just you want to, you know, the two-headed monster conversations. But there's some appeal to them where they, again, I think there's this sense of disenfranchisement. And, and being left behind and misunderstood and overlooked in society. And this is my ticket to being a part of the big 
the big plan, the big thing that no one else is aware of, but I'm in on it. And it gives them a sense of power, maybe. Um, Importance. Yeah. You feel like you're a a part of the group, accepted, acceptance. Yeah. I think there's like one of the things that's come to the surface, at least in my observation of the dialogue, is that these are people who, just like me, and I presumably the two of you, they don't want bad things to happen. Right. You know, none of us wants yeah. bad things to happen. Of course, we've got different ideas of what bad looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, for people like us that are like more in the left wing, a little bit more humanist and whatnot, you know, we prevent bad things by happening by providing access to healthcare and education, maybe meaningful gun control, things like that. They prevent bad things from happening by protecting their Second Amendment rights, by challenging, you know, the mainstream media, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think under underneath it all, though, I mean, it, it's just that that shared part of the human condition, which ultimately we're trying to protect our own asses. Yeah, like you said, we all want the same things. We want we want to have security, comfort. Um, stability. We want, you know, to pay our bills, raise our families, mm-hmm. have friends, have a social life, enjoy the things that life, I mean, life in a country like America can provide for us or Canada. Sorry. Um, well, it's actually, you know, I've, I've always wondered about that. We say America, like we're the only, it's, it's the North. America. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. we're all Americans. We're just, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's one of those things where as a yeah. Canadian, it I, I just start to vibrate because <laughs> I, I feel like the whole anybody who's yeah. living in the United States is sort of dealing at a disadvantage because how do you refer to a country that doesn't actually have a name? I know. It's yeah. really so it's like you call yourself yeah. Americans and it's like, okay, well, we're all technically Americans, but I don't want to identify with y'all. So yeah, I'll no, make sure States, everybody knows uh, right up yeah. front, I'm Canadian, eh? Yeah. No, I think it's true. And and that's, that's, we really, we want the same things, but we have different, vastly different ideas of how to get there. And, and, and so we end up magnifying our differences. So my question, AC, to you and, and your conversations with Alexis's mom, how, where does she go? Where does someone like that go from here? Because all the promises came to a, hit, a, hit a brick wall today. I think this is just going to be another one of those like opportunities to like retool the insanity and then figure out how to spin it. Well, I saw one spin today. I mean, the, so, the spins are so outrageous. It really takes... Some, some. I mean, I, I just, I don't want to say anybody's crazy, but you've got to be disconnected from reality to believe in some of the stuff they're spinning. Yeah. Like it's, it's a secret deal. Biden and all the senators have been arrested. They made a deal because it's too much to put the American people through that. So Trump is really still the president, and he's going to be doing it on secret, and everything's going to be flowing through him. And they've just put Biden and other people in these prop uh, positions. Uh, to keep the thing going. I mean, it's that kind of stuff. And, and yeah. there are people who are going to claim to believe that, but I just wonder about not their intelligence, but something's off. Something's off somewhere. 
Well, I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm going to be like realistic, I think, okay, if I'm going to perform a self-diagnostic and then try to decide, okay, am I grasping reality in an accurate way or am I mm-hmm. full of shit? The first thing I'm going to do is look around the circle that I swim in and think, right. okay, what, what is everybody else all about? What are they mm-hmm. saying? What are they thinking? I mean, it's not like I'm going to blindly agree with the crowd, but that's a good way to take the temperature where my head's at. I would assume that it's the same thing for these people. I mean, they're going to look around the crowd that they run in and think, okay, well, everybody else is thinking this. I can't be nuts. There's no way I'm nuts. The only people that think differently are people I don't associate with. And I don't associate with them because they're, they're evil. But isn't that the problem? We're, we're, we're all living in our own echo chamber. To a degree. I think it is a, a problem. You know, like it's, <clears throat> it's one of those things I really struggle with because if I look at like the echo chamber of evangelical Christianity and the harm that I perceive to be coming out of that, I think like there's kind of a, a, a delicious irony in the fact that I'm sitting there judging them while at the same time being upset with them for sitting in their echo chamber and judging me. Right. Like what mm-hmm. makes me so sure that my echo chamber is switched to the right channel? Mm-hmm. How do we know? Because the only people, I mean, we're all surrounded by people who agree with us. Um, I haven't had, any, I've had some interactions with some Q people and I do have interactions with evangelicals still, but I don't consider them my close friends. I don't have any point of connection with them. I won't, like I've thought about this. I don't know how to interact with my mom or my brother, for instance, going forward, unless they were to look at me and say, you know what? I was wrong about Trump. He did turn out to be deranged and dangerous. He tried to overthrow the government. He tried to mob bully the Georgia Republicans and overturn that state. I mean, one thing after another leading to a riot at our nation's capital that got people killed. I don't know how to go forward with them in any kind of genuine relational conversation of any kind, unless they were to say to me, I was wrong, Dave. To me, it, it seems disingenuous to try to pretend that everything's okay. Thank you for listening to What I Like About You. Please remember to like, follow, and share. That made me think. When I was in elementary school, they had all these little groups would go off and do their thing. And all of a sudden, you got this group, and they have beef with this group, and you know all that stuff. And then the teachers would just break it up, and they'd be like, you know, y'all go play. Like, knock this off. Like, we're not going to, you know, separate ourselves from each other. But it's like, we don't have teachers to do that. How We're adults now. We have to be responsible. And we still feel like, I don't want to go over there because they hate me. They think I'm a sinner. They think I'm evil. They think I'm going to hell. We think they're crazy. What do yeah. we do? <laughs> yeah. Well, these are tough questions. Y'all are, y'all are really yeah. wrapping, you're wrapping around some heavy things. No, it's a, it's a hard thing. I mean, like, I I don't mean to keep picking on like the example of Alexis and her mother, but I mean, it's like sort of like indicative of like what's going on in our society, right? Just on a smaller scale. It's like, (laughs) okay, so here you got the daughter on one side saying, you know, like you supported this monster who caused a lot of terrible things to happen. 
but mom might be looking at daughter and thinking, well, you're one of those like liberal, like libtards, whatever you support murdering babies. How am I supposed to get over that? At some point, I think like everybody's got to figure out how to put their own like really, really hot emotional shit mm-hmm. to the side and just say, okay, like we cannot allow these hot button differences to define how we're going to relate to each other. Because if you want to boil life down to his basics, you know, like the, the title of the book says, everybody poops. We've got that in common. We can certainly build on that. <laughs> Start yeah, I've personally found myself talking about that way too much. <laughs> Everybody poops. So let's start Everybody there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could just be like, I mean, I don't know if I'm saying too much, you know, and one day my mom might hate me for saying this, but I've already said it once online. My mom used to, you know, that that was her kind of her uh, icebreaker question with my friends. You know, if they have the sniffles or something, you know, she she wouldn't be like, oh, are you feeling well? She would say, well when did you have your last bowel movement? And she would ask them you know, like questions about it. And like, but they would like, they would talk to her and they would actually answer the question. It's the one thing we can like, all relate to. It's <laughs> the one thing we can all relate to. And like, I was so embarrassed, but I was like, man, she knows how to talk to people. I can tell you that she knows where to find the commonalities. What, well, why can't she find that with me? Well, why can't we just talk about shit again? Well, you know? What do you do? You guys talk. I mean, do you have conversations? And what what is it about? What's it about? Very minimally, very minimally. Um, it's usually about certain boundaries that I have. I won't go into specifics on the air, but there are certain boundaries that are indefinite, uh, and some of them are permanent, and some of them, um, the boundaries will be in place until several years from now. Mm-hmm. That is something that's very hard for her to deal with and to accept. And she has a hard time talking about other things because she's upset. I don't know. I, again, she hasn't really talked to me too much, so I don't really know exactly what's going on in her head, Mm -hmm. but from what she asks me, it just seems like there's a lot that she's angry about. She can't accept and she's still kind of pushing the envelopes in those ways rather than, well, can we just talk about something else for now? You know, but it's, it's really difficult. I haven't been able to really have a normal conversation with her. Yeah. When my mom and I chat, it's just pretty surfacy. Um, I don't think I get a lot. I think since I've been pretty vocal in the last couple of years and I've got so much content online I never know who's seeing what and how much people assume that they are getting on there every now and then and going, oh, wow, he's just lost. And so I think they just kind of avoid me rather than um, trying to um, in any way challenge that. I don't get any of that at all. I used to get a very mild like my mom would send me a text every now and then, would you please for me watch God's Not Dead? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's going to magically change my mind. Um, and, and I would respond, Mom, I appreciate, I, lo- I love you and appreciate what you're saying, but no, no, no thanks. Would you, uh, you know, or, or I could say, I'll, I'll watch God's Not Dead if you'll read, read a, a Hitchens and a Dawkins book. How's that? Oh, that's a fair yeah, trade. yeah. See, that's kind of what I where I'm at with my mom. Like, 
you know, if you want me to read these Trump links, you know, why don't you listen to my podcast, (laughs) you know? But, but for the most part, they just kind of leave me alone. And honestly, I'm okay with that because I don't know what we would talk about anyway in any kind of a genuine conversation. It's just that we're that far apart. Um, Not only the religion thing, but now the politics. I mean, before Trump, it was, you know, they, they distanced themselves because of my um, departure from the faith. And so that gap was already there. And now it just seems like it's gotten wider. And not only do I not know how to bridge it, I don't even, honestly, I, I would have to say, I don't really care if I do because I just, yeah. we have, I don't see where we can land. Yeah. I was going to ask, I mean, you said that, you know, you're okay with the way things are, but it still sounds like, well, if there's a chance, you know, so do you find yourself kind of going back and forth day to day? Well, I would love it. And one of my daughters, I, uh, before Christmas, I am, um, you know, this is pertinent to the other podcast we did, but um, you know, my daughters have been estranged from me for so long. One of my daughters treats me differently. My older one, um, she's a little more open to dialogue. The one is just kind of blocked and gone. Um, but my older one, I, I sent an email to both of them just saying, Hey, can I, um, you know, get the kids something for Christmas, do an Amazon wish list. And so my older one responded and said, yeah, that'd be great. And so she said, do you have Marco Polo? And I said, yeah, I'm woke. I got all the things. So (laughs) we do Marco Polo videos back and forth. And a couple Mm -hmm. of the kids had been on there. So I've seen my grandkids and they, you know, interacted with me on the video and I sent them Amazon things. And, but at one of the points she said, I'd, I'd, Love to catch up a little bit, but are you going to be okay with me talking about the church and stuff? Because that's pretty much our life. In other words, is that subject off limits? And I said, no, of course not. I'm, I'm happy to hear whatever you got because it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't trigger me at all hearing that stuff. I know that they're full on, fully in like I was. I mean, I trained her mm-hmm. well. But, yeah, <laughs> right. But we haven't had a lot of interaction lately, and I don't know. I never know. I'm probably I'm paranoid. Never know. Maybe they got on and saw a video or something. Cause I talk pretty freely. I don't ever put anybody down. In fact, anytime I've talked about the kids, I've always said that I totally understand where they're coming from. I'm not angry at them. I get why they've done what they've done. It's their conviction. In fact, it's, it's admirable that they would have convictions that are that strong, but it's just, it's difficult. It's painful. Yeah. So I would love re-engaging with them and but again there's just so many subjects we can't talk about with any kind of commonality at all and so mm-hmm. it's just like you said Alexis a lot that's off limits mm-hmm. but you can chat about the kids and stuff like that I don't know but anyway yeah, that was did, positive this, no, year. This, this has been kind of an interesting conversation because I think yeah like, so far, the guests that we've that we've chatted with, it's like everything has just been overwhelmingly positive, and the similarities that bind us together have been really, really surface level. This conversation has been a bit different, but I like it because it's raw and it's honest. I mean, the reality mm-hmm. is we've got more questions than answers today. I think so. Yeah, but I think like what's emerging is. The, the fact that it's like, man, we really, really want to love you guys. We want to get along. We want to figure yeah. out 
how we can come together. We just don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Without being, without being um, disingenuous and plastic. I mean, I want to come together and, in an authentic way and yeah. not pretend, Oh, hi, I just love what you've done with this house. Um, <laughs> that's fine. But if we can't go beyond that, then we're just neighbors at a garden party. Yeah. And, and that's okay. I guess if you, if you say, well, that's the best we can have, mm-hmm. then a lot of us would say, well, I'll take that. And, and mm-hmm. I'll be satisfied with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, but the core issues are going to be challenging because we're so far we're so far apart in those core values, I guess you might say. You are listening to what I like about you. Please remember to like, follow, and share. And so I don't know how to bridge, you know, the the, the challenge that I would see, like with my daughter when they're their whole life is given to building an evangelical church. Her husband's the pastor of, and my brother and mom, their whole life is their church. And my activism, if you will, is speaking out against that very thing. Yeah. So I don't know how we come around that and be okay with it other than, just being very honest and saying, I really disagree with your position. And then saying, well, I really disagree with yours, but I love you as a person because I believe at your core, you're a good person and we want the same things. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think what we're saying in a nutshell, we've got to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, that's why we make podcasts like this. So everyone has a chance to listen. I know. (laughs) And I would say that to my brother, to my mom, to my daughters. I know you're a good person. You're not out to hurt people. You're not out to destroy the country. Um, you're not out to do, you know, so there are some people that just want to watch everything burn. But that's not who these, that's not, that's not who you are, I would say to them. Right. Know your core values and they're, but I want you to understand mine are the same. Mm. Because I'm an atheist doesn't mean I'm evil or angry or mean. So if you can give yeah. that, then I can give you that, and then let's find where we can connect. Yeah. So just for fun, I had a question. So if if there's anyone on your mind, you know, that you would like to say those things to, what would you say? What would you tell them? What would you say, you know, this is what I like about you? I would say that to the, my family members, my mom, my brother, my my sister, my daughters, I, I would I like what I like about you is your authenticity, your 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 passion for what you believe. I would much rather deal with someone who's passionate about what they believe, even if I think what they believe is wrong, than someone mm-hmm. who's just lukewarm or um, ambivalent or just kind of drifting through life with with no convictions and no passion. I value passion. I value convictions, and I would say to them, I va- I. I see that as a, as a positive trait in you. Now I don't happen to agree that the things you're passionate about are good. I happen mm-hmm. to have different values from you, but I'm just as passionate about them. Can we both acknowledge that our, each other's passion is a, is a good thing. Now, if they can't do that with me, then that's their problem, not mine. That's the way I've always viewed that. If you've got a problem with me, 
and my my views toward God and and religion, then that's your problem, not mine. And I'm not going to let you make it my problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. I'm okay with who I am. If you're not okay with who I am, then you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's more of kind of where I am at with my mom. It's like I don't, you know, I, I want us to talk. I don't want us to say, well, you should be doing this or, you you know, you should be doing this. Well, you know, well, I don't want to do, do that. What do you like about her, I guess, is a fair question. My you mom, put Dave on the spot. My mom? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things I like about my mom. She's funny. You know, she's she has a certain level of intelligence that I haven't seen in most people. She has, she was, she was raised on a farm. So, you know, you'll find her, you know, praying about, you know, something or this or that one minute. And then the next minute she'll be talking about, you know, hauling shit or something, (laughs) you know, she, she has kind of a lightness about certain things. That's always been kind of fun. But yeah, she she likes to laugh. Do you think that the change that Trump being removed, how will that affect her? Will, will she? I'm a, I've, I've been hopeful that some people will go. Wait a minute, maybe we were lied to. Maybe I maybe it wasn't true. Where do you hmm. see her going with this? I I have hopes. I have hopes that she'll start to see, hey, maybe he didn't do the greatest job. At least maybe we can start there. But my assumptions, you know, would lean towards the other way. Like you said, oh, yeah, he's got this big underground thing and he's still president. Uh, and, right. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, see how um, I could ask her. <laughs> I could just tell her happy inauguration day and see what happens. <laughs> when is the last time you talked to her, AC? New Year's Eve, so it's 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 been a while. I was you kind of half expecting to hear from her today, actually. Oh, you are expecting to? I just I'm I expecting can't, to hear something. Too, I can't yeah. imagine her staying quiet today of all days. Well, I'm, yeah. well, I'm curious what her attitude about the riots from two weeks ago will be. Yeah, I, I guess um, mm-hmm. if I hear anything, I'll keep you posted. It'd be an interesting glimpse into the uh, the inside of that camp. Yeah, uh, I'm fascinated by the people who are going to have to double down now. Um, (laughs) A lot of a lot of religious people have made claims and prophecies about Trump and he's going to be four more years. And I mean, you know, we've been around. We we all know what people proclaim Jesus is coming on such and such year and he doesn't and they just change it. And so we've seen them move the goalposts over and over again. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's yeah. My my expectation is it's going to be another moving of the goalposts. It's just you know, <laughs> just par for yeah. the course. So. Yeah, that's my feeling too. <laughs> it's, it's discouraging to say the least. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well, on another note, I've got good progress going on my book. Um, in fact, I'm, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go do another writing session. I've got I do I'm writing on it every day, and it's coming along really well, and so. I'm excited. That is very exciting. Do you have a name for it yet? Can I ask? I do. You do? Okay. And as former Christians, I know you guys will know what this is referenced to. It's going to be called, But When I Became a Man. Nice. Oh, yeah. You know the verse? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. The Christians will know that immediately. (laughs) When you use that scripture, when I put away childish things, 
um, it's really a, a slap in the face will uh, mm. at Christianity. Like, oh, you're mm-hmm. calling my faith childish? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> Sorry. Like we just, yeah, we just saw the president throw a temper tantrum. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you talk about childish. My God. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the working title. I think I'm going to stick with that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to oh. thank you, Dave, for taking the time to to chat with us today. Oh, you guys are awesome. And you know, when you when you sent me a note that said, "Hey, we got a new podcast," I would you guys could talk about anything i would jump on your show like, <laughs> awesome we'll, we'll take you up on that because we're planning some sort of panel discussions in the future for the other show and we'd love yeah. to have you weigh in sure anytime so for the six or seven people who don't know who you are where could they go about finding your work and uh, find out more about you everything is linked on the website daveoutloud.com and uh, you can find all the Dying Out Loud links to shows I've done and talks I've done and things I write. Um, yeah, that DaveOutloud.com is kind of the central, easy way to find my Twitter account and uh, Facebook and all that stuff. So, yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode with the Dave Warnock. When he asked the question, what is your mother afraid of? He gave me space to verbalize a lot of frustrations. He also helped me express a lot of good things I see in my mom. Dave, thank you for always holding the door open for us to ask ourselves the tough questions. We appreciate you and value what you bring to our lives. Thank you.